0: And welcome back to the Broadway Jets podcast. You'll know me from Twitter as NYJ Mike. And I'm joined as always by the master of receipts. It's NYJ Matt.
1: Mike, it's a good time to be a Jet fan. Let's go. Adam Gates is fired and the Jets finally got their guy. Robert Sala, incredible hire. A lot of people calling it the number one hire so far. And even if the other coaches fall into place, still the number one hire. Huge pickup. Mike, how do we feel?
0: Once the Jets didn't have the number one pick, one of the main concerns for fans was the Jets will not get the head coach that they coveted. Oh yeah. And here we are with our guy with 85 million in cap, nine draft picks, five picks in the top 90. We are locked and loaded. We have a real GM. We have a franchise left tackle. We have young players that are contributing all over this roster. I'm fired up.
1: He's a dude. He's a legit dude. A guy. He's a guy that I think can win football games and I would be fine with him taking care of my kids. Adam Gates, not so much. Robert Salah is it's literally like the kids. Per- He's
0: like seven eight kids. You-
1: He's seven or eight kids. He's the perfect coach for this team. He's a CEO, a leader. He's bringing with him Mike LaFleur. Kyle Shanahan wouldn't let Mike LaFleur go to Green Bay with his brother when Matt Flo- Matt LaFleur went to the Packers. He is now taking him to be the offensive coordinator most likely to be uh, on the Jets. And then they're looking at a lot of good defensive coordinators. But I cannot wait for that staff to get filled out. I think it is the perfect hire. I didn't even think it was possible. Everyone thought he was going to Detroit. And then he leaves, and every 49ers player, every coach he's been with, they just have the highest regards for him. Every guy.
0: Every single guy.
1: And it was the opposite when Adam Gase came. Peyton Manning Man. was the only person who said something positive. The fact that Richard Sherman... And there's a lot of reasons why people might not like Richard Sherman. But when you're a free agent and you're looking to go to the Jets, New York State income tax, a losing culture, a losing franchise, a fan base that's rowdy and always on people when they don't play well, it's not like the most appealing place to go, to be completely honest. But now that you have this legit coach and a guy that everyone loves to play for, offense or defense, it makes a free agent acquisition, I think, a lot easier. And I can't wait to see what happens in March.
0: That's what I'm talking. Things change quickly in the NFL. The fact that people throughout the year have been saying that no one's going to sign with the Jets. First of all, it's just whoever, you know, most of the time just pays the most money. If the Jets are offering a guy more money, they're going to come to the Jets. And the Jets are going to be one of the more aggressive teams in terms of teams that can be aggressive. You know, Joe Douglas's philosophy hasn't been such, you know, and I mean if he feels like the Jets are a little closer, I'm sure he'll make a couple splashes every team does that there are teams that are famous for you know not using free agency as a tool like the Packers they you know they go out and they get Zedarius and Preston Smith like teams do that just you know even if it goes against their philosophy um but man yeah I'm sure you'll see some X 49 ers players follow Salah here like Richard Sherman and Jarquiski Tart is another fan uh, you know coach favorite I've heard who's a free agent but man it's turning good spot, man. This is very, very, very good. Like, look at what the Lions did. They hired that guy Dan Campbell, that ridiculous long-haired asshole, ex tight end coach, mm-hmm. who's the was the Dolphins interim coach. Now, like, if we got him, we'd have to do the whole thing again. We're like, you know what? It's not the worst hire. He was five and seven as an interim. No, now yeah. we have the real guy that we wanted that everyone is happy about, you know, and, and there were some other good candidates as well. It's not going to say that like Arthur Smith can't do well with the Falcons or if the Chargers get Brian Dable, but man, like you just got to feel good about this in every sense of the way. Like you said to free agents wise and, and player progression and just building a normal organization.
1: Yeah. And a guy that didn't make excuses when his entire defense was depleted with injuries came out top five defense. 14 out of 16 games, quarterbacks under 300 yards passing. 13 out of 16 games, the running back had a touchdown or less. 9 out of 16, quarterback touchdown or less. So it's incredible stats that he put up with a depleted team. And when you look at the Jets situation, depleted offense, Adam Gaze always talked about those injuries during press conferences when they scored 3 points, 0 points. Now you have a guy who's not going to make excuses. I think the clip of him going around NFL Twitter of, having diversity of thought and you can't win with 20 Robert Salas. You need more people on the team. Yeah, It's a and fun it's clip. It's an awesome clip, but the night, the two hours after they hired Salah was probably the most fun I've had on Jets Twitter. Just it was a celebration <laughs> in the streets. Yeah. Now, of course there had to have been the accounts that immediately talk about how, what this means for Sam Darnold. You couldn't even enjoy it for 10 minutes without people arguing with about it. Here is my take. And I, I think this is fair. People have Sam Darnold derangement syndrome on both sides. <laughs> both. So yeah. there are people that say you have to keep Sam Darnold no matter what. Any other take is egregious. It is unbelievable. You have to trade back. I would say to them, look, we, ha- we saw his stats. He hasn't played well enough. You have to consider, as a scouting department, to look at the college quarterbacks and maybe take one if you think they can be better than Sam. And there are people. If you defend Sam Darnold in any way, even the possibility of bringing him back, you are a Sam sexual. You're in love with this guy. <laughs> and my and take is it's very simple. Why can't you do both? Why can't you have that conversation to both? Because the people that are like, you're a maniac if you think Sam Darnold is going to be back, or even if you consider it being back, what I want to tell them is you're doing the same exact thing that the people that say you automatically have to bring Sam back are doing. You're literally being hypocritical you have to see both sides of it why and would we
0: why would we eliminate one of the options
1: it's unbelievable it's, it's unbelievable. like if
0: there's yeah and,
1: and now people here's a huge thing right michael floor said donald has untapped potential and everyone's bring up the josh rosen clip of josh rosen's our guy these are two completely different things. The Jets have not said Sam Darnold's their guy. They said quite the opposite in Joe Douglas's final presser. So how about this? How about we say, all right, you know what? That's good that he has untapped potential. Potential. Maybe they bring him back. Maybe they trade him. Who cares? Why are we? Why are we on January seventeenth right now with everyone crying about what they're going to do with Sam Darnold?
0: Why narrow it down? You're a single guy. You have two potentially great options in women, and you're, you you test it out. You know, you go out with a couple of dates. You know, you've been out on a few dates with Sam, you think he might be the guy, but, or the, or the <laughs> girl, or whoever, and, and you know, you, you keep working at it. You know, you go to the bar, you, you look at the, you know, what's next. Maybe there's a, n- a nice young prospect.
1: Well, the thing about uh, Robert you know, Salah is he's moving to a brand new city. He's like an 18-year-old kid who goes to NYU, and he's in the city for the first time in his life. Yeah. And he, like, he's been around right girls and wherever and he comes to the city and now you're like oh i can keep sam darnold i can draft justin fields yep. i can trade for deshaun watson and the deshaun watson trade has to be on the table and i know it's insane yes. i thought there's a three percent chance of it happening and I, i'm now up to a five percent chance that they're gonna trade for deshaun
0: watson I mean, I think like the Dolphins are just going to do it. I don't know why. I can't why.
1: have him go to Miami. It's unbelievable. I saw
0: like three tweets about it. Now I'm convinced that Deshaun Watson's on the Dolphins.
1: I think you have to overpay to get him just to not have him in Miami. Like, yeah. I would literally give up another first-round pick to just not have him in Miami and obviously bring him to our team. <laughs> it's, it's the type of decision that I think Douglas obviously has to make the call. When you a guy like DeAndre Hopkins goes for a second-round pick and Douglas talks about how we, didn't, we valued him more than that, I wish Douglas would have called and said, hey, maybe we can give DeAndre Hopkins to our third-year quarterback. didn't happen. But this is a slam dunk hire. I cannot believe what we got out of this. And a guy, too, last Super Bowl with Mahomes, Mahomes won Super Bowl MVP, but they scored seven points, I believe, in the first three quarters, maybe 10 points. They went off in the fourth quarter. It was 20 played. to 10,
0: right? To he had the... two
1: picks. Mahomes had two picks. He had two fumbles that were recovered by the Chiefs, so potentially four turnovers. You know he kept him to under 300 yards, which a lot of teams can't say they've done. 60% completion percentage, so an okay game for Mahomes. But, geez, having living up to the moment, I've seen people say, "Oh, look at he got like torched by the Chiefs in the Super Bowl." I don't see that at all. But it's just a perfect hire. No, it was
0: great. I mean, yeah, even in like this year, we talked about the injuries, and Jets fans saw firsthand post the end. Uh, I think Areik Armstead tore their ACL like back to back plays. Um, but yeah, even the last couple of years, the 49ers have been known to to run the ball, but they they still have maximized the passing game. I mean, Jimmy G threw for right around 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, and a 69% completion percentage in 2019 when they went to the Super Bowl. And the Niners were second in the league in scoring. They ran the ball more than they threw it. They ran for 2,300 yards and 20 touchdowns. And then last year, you saw Garoppolo only played six games, and then you have Nick Mulls and C.J. Beathard and they combined for 4,300 yards and 25 touchdowns while running the ball, you know, decently well again. Similar amount of carries, uh, 1,900 yards. They ran for 120 yards a game on the ground, over four yards a clip. So they'll be able to do both. They've the Shanahan scheme, just even before Kyle Shanahan, if you look at Mike Shanahan, just random running backs forever,
1: mm-hmm.
0: just. Twelve, thirteen hundred 1,300 yards. Travis Henry comes to mind. Uh, I mean, all those weird like Broncos teams. Of course, they had Clinton Portis and they had uh, Terrell Davis, but just mixed in there, any guy they put in, uh, Ruben Drones had like 1,200 yards. Just any guy, the the scheme works. And you've seen it with Raheem Mostert, with Jeff Wilson, with, you know, uh, they're, they have a whole. They have uh, Jarek McKinnon. They have a million running backs. So I'm feeling good.
1: Yeah, and I think... When you have a guy like Makai Becton, you have to run behind him. I think the Jets were way more effective running left and right. I think they would utilize that. Get a guy like Joe Thune in free agency. Uh, Allen Robinson's a big name who's been liking a lot of tweets.
0: All, well, the thing that's going to make the difference is just the philosophy of just trying to score more more points. Like, I, not trying to win the game 20-17. Because you okay. could run the ball. I'm fine. Like, we always talk shit. We're, we're very frustrated when Adam Gates runs the ball second and 10, a thousand times. You could do that if you are maximizing other circumstances and scenarios and running more plays and doing more things, just literally having the ball more. And,
1: and Right. And Matt, Matt LaFleur did a great job last night for the Packers. He utilized the run game effectively. They ran for over 200 yards. There was a second and 10 run that got three yards. And then they rolled out Rogers to the right where he felt comfortable, had an easy first down run game, run game, run game Two play actions should have been touchdowns. One was a huge touchdown. One was a drop. But the linebacker's jumping up right after the, the play action. It's something that Adam Gates physically couldn't do the entire season. How many big plays happened the past two years? I can count them on one hand. So it's it's the, the philosophy of the Jets were a poor franchise. Nobody wanted to go there. Not an attractive job. To now they get the top two candidate available who is a culture changer and a leader. It takes two. It takes a quarterback and a coach. to to really be successful year in and year out. Sometimes a better coach can bring up an okay quarterback, and sometimes an okay coach can be carried by an amazing quarterback. So the fact that we have one of those in place that I'm excited about, and I'm not saying he's going to win 10 games immediately, but it's a guy that I feel comfortable with I can go to bed at night and I'm like, all right, he's not going to be an asshole every Sunday. So it's a, it's a just incredibly better feeling than we have. We don't
0: like, have to overcome our own coach and we'll we'll finally have an identity. We're going to smash people. We're going to, this defense is already in a spot where you have young guy like Quinn. You have a young guy on the, on the, the front lines, you have Marcus May in the back. I'm sure the jets will resign Marcus May. You know, if not, we'll have to change that statement. They have a guy like Bryce Hall, a young corner, John Franklin Myers, you're gonna get C.J. Mosley back. You have a lot of pieces on this defense already where you infuse it with a strong defensive mind who's gonna be a psychopath, screaming, running around, Rex Ryan-esque. And then you add a couple guys in free agency, you hit on a guy in the draft, and all of a sudden you have a scary defense with a real identity. Just The Jets have not had a team identity really since the 20, 2009, 2010, like even 2015 was, was great. It was a. Sh- were- that team didn't have such a, sh- a strong identity. One it was an either. outlier. It they was, was outlier good on both here. sides of the ball. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Another huge part too um, is when you look back at the past coaches, a lot of people like to talk about Mangini, more calm, a, a team builder. Rex Ryan, a maniac players coach. Todd Bowles, a players coach who kept it quiet on the sideline, was more just going through day by day. And then Adam Gates is a loner who is also a quiet coach the sideline. You don't see any energy from him ever. And you get back to a guy that has a combination, I think of Todd Bowles and Rex Ryan, where you get the energy of Rex, but you're also more of the intellectual. You can, you can say things and you're like, wow, diversity of thought is more important than anything
0: He's reserved and, and intelligent. and Well spoken. Yeah.
1: yeah it's, it's an absolutely great spot to be. Um, Mike Wolflor, I talked about before. bring him in, I think, is absolutely incredible. And who knows what's going to happen with Sam Darnold. I, I genuinely don't even think about it because I'm happy we got the coach. The draft is coming out with free agents. And here's my huge, huge take, and I'll probably say this every episode until Darnold is either kept or moved. If fans trust Joe Douglas, which they do, I would say 95% of fans trust Joe Douglas and 95% of fans absolutely love this hire, think it's a home run. If those two guys, Douglas and Salah, think that Darnold should be the quarterback moving forward and they should trade back or build around him, I wonder if fans are going to pivot to saying that's the worst decision ever, You, you can't even think about that decision, to now, oh, the two guys that you value most and talk about how incredible they are, they came together and thought that was the best move for the franchise. Now, if that happens, do they pivot or do they cry and scream? Now, if, if, if we think the best move is to trade back and they do trade Darnold, we would say, okay, we have two valuable guys we trust. If the picks weren't there to trade back and you don't think building around him is feasible and you want to take Justin Fields Zach Wilson, hey, we trust those guys. And we might be wrong three years down the road, but we trusted them and they made a move. Why, why is it such a extreme to have that level head of a conversation? That's why I can't get into it until the deal is done. Because it's, it's something that we're either going to trade a pick. I don't think we're staying at two. I think that's the least out of the three options that's feasible.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could make the argument to just draft Sewell, but I I get the counter of, you know, if you're going to move him to right tackle and piss off him or Beckton. I mean, there's counters to that also. Like, what, the Cardinals drafted Isaiah Simmons seventh and then moved him to safety and benched him for half the season. So,
1: that's the weirdest thing ever. I
0: mean... Yeah, look, I think you're spot on. I think we're just not going to know anything. Anything that is said on either side is just a smokescreen, or it could be dismissed as such. Like if the Jets are like, "We love Sam Darnold," they could just trade him, just like. And and yeah. it's a different situation in the Cardinals, but it also is similar to the Cardinals' situation with Josh Rosen. So,
1: and a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's automatically a smokescreen." I think Joe Caporaso had a good take. He said, "It could be. It could not be. Who, who the fuck do we? How do we know?" But people yeah. immediately assume that, oh, Schefter said this, they're keeping Darnold, or uh, Michael Four said this, we're keeping him, or they're saying it's automatic smokescreen. Again, you don't know. So let's have the process play out, have your take, have someone else's take, and debate it. I think a very interesting point, too, going back to the Texans, is Adam Schefter said when the, Bill O'Brien was fired, it was the number one most attractive job in the NFL. Number one. He said currently, he just tweeted out, around the league, this has gone from the best job available in two months to the worst job and nobody wants to touch it.
0: Yep. Things change quickly in the NFL. You're no, I, pissed, I think you piss off your own quarterback, you trade away a bunch of assets.
1: What I personally would do is I would give a number two overall pick. I would use the Seattle pick this year. I would use Seattle pick next year and a three. And I would say, we're keeping our pick next year. You can't have that because that could potentially be a top 15 pick. And you theoretically trade the number two overall pick and Jamal Adams for Deshaun Watson. And a lot of people are saying, well, Deshaun Watson won four games in Houston. What is he going to do with the Jets? Well, Deshaun Watson, if you think Houston's a terrible team and terribly coached, which everybody does, he had 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, and seven picks. Yeah. what was a Jeff- And I-, I was debating with someone in my DMs. They're like, oh, like, why is that so good? I'm like, well, 4,800 yards was achieved zero times by the Jet player. Only one time was over 4,000. And 33 touchdowns was achieved never. And you're talking about how terrible this Texans team is and how poorly coached they are. He just did that with all that garbage around him. So, yeah, I would do it in a heartbeat. And I think if you have a guy like Deshaun Watson, Beckton, a ton of money. You have young guys that we love like Quinnen, you know, John Franklin Myers, Foley, Mosley coming back, Marcus May being re-signed, Bryce Hall. You go through and you're like, holy shit! Wait, we have we still have a first round pick next year with the Deshawn Watson trade. We have our entire draft this year besides the two overall, which pretend like you're getting Deshawn Watson for, and then you build around with the cap. I think that is a no brainer if it's available. I don't think it would be that cheap
0: though. I think it gets dangerous if you get into a bidding war with Miami because they have the assets as well. You know, ah, I mean, yeah, I think if you have a chance to to trade for. It, the guy who just led the league in passing and threw 33 touchdowns, I think it's a very fair argument to make.
1: Dude, I can't wait for the... I know we're jumping around. I can't wait for the press conference. I think it's Thursday, but we need... It just can't clubs. be as
0: ridiculous as last year.
1: We need the... Oh, uh, whatever, two talking. Years
0: ago. Yeah. Fucking Gase's eyes. What? A,
1: it's just cool when Gase was hired, no player jumped out and was pumped about it at all. Immediately, Quentin Williams posted his Instagram story. JFM... Immediately tweeted, I said you're gonna get 10 sacks. He responded and liked it. Uh, <laughs> Beckton loved it. Darnold reposted Instagram story of it. Fans, fans, and players love it. It's a home run pick. When Adam Gates was hired, the 80% consensus was this is the worst hire ever, and it turned out to be right. The fact that 90% of us are on the same page here. If it turns out to be wrong, we will never curse Christopher Johnson and Joe Douglas for doing it. It. It, it could even buy joe douglas like a third coach which i don't think is possible i think this is probably how many coaches can you get but he hired one coach and if he gets good players the Jets aren't successful who knows if he can have another one brand yeah. employer can he survive three head coaches <laughs> i don't fucking know but i hope he does I,
0: I like our special teams he's is a, a legit a... dude it's just, dude, i want i feel good I just We're want this happy. team
1: to be respectful. Like, I want them to be respected around the league, and I feel well, like this team... The so, next
0: step, we just have to... You're right. So...
1: You have to gain respect in this league. The just, Bills are the most respected team in the NFL right now.
0: Right. It changes so fast. You just have to go... Well, now there's 17 games, which is annoying, but even if they just go like 7-10 and 10 next year and play normal football games, start off 4-3, and three, lose a couple games...
1: You lose 28-24, to 24, God right. forbid... God right. forbid. The,
0: these are the ways that you build up, but you don't usually go two and 14 and then straight to the playoffs. It's like, I, th- I think the dolphins are the only team to have won two or less games and then make the playoffs the next year. They were one and 15 and then went to the place with Chad in 2008. But
1: I want to get to a spot where we can confidently say, and it hasn't happened since 2016, not the next year the year after that's an, a quote you always <laughs> hear so like in 2017 yeah. we're like we're not making the playoffs with this rookie quarterback next year but 2019 we will and then 2019 came we were like look young team darnold still got to get better 2020 is gonna be the year that they go nuts and then we're in 2020 we're like with a rookie quarterback potentially next year and all these 22 so is the year it's that's the dynamic you go into
0: that's how you don't make the way for 10 years
1: it Listen, adds up over time.
0: But it could be like there are teams like the Bears that had a drought, but they were like normal teams. Like they were pretty good. You know, the, like every year, like they have Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall, Ashon Jeffrey are like good defense. Like, all right, this team, like they're Didn't like. Kyle Orrin
1: throw for like a fuck ton of yards for the Bears. Yeah,
0: whatever. They're like 8 8. That's they're, weird. They lose like week 17 to the Packers. They don't make the playoffs. But man, like this has been a depressing run. We need to get back to normalcy. Have to, it'll change. It's going to change now. The culture is going to change. They're not going to go two and fourteen again. They're going to make some improvements. Uh, I, I'm excited. Let's see what happens with the the quarterback.
1: All right, breaking news from Schefter. Right now. Yep. There is growing sense from people in and around the Texans organization that Deshaun Watson has played his last snap for the team. It's. It's early. Uh, There's some time left. But Watson's feeling cannot and should not be underestimated.
0: He's also being dramatic, isn't he, Deshaun Watson? I mean, what what happened? They paid him a shit ton of money. Well, this
1: is what they happened. They
0: traded for a left tackle for him. I know right. they're pissed. Like, all right. So if you're pissed that they traded away Deshaun uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you're not happy they traded for Laramie Tunsil.
1: No, I think fair. this. He said he was at a two out of ten. When, Watson was, when Hopkins was traded. So now
0: they don't hire the coach he wants? But they're interviewing BNME like anyway, aren't I they? I think what
1: they said was, hey, look, Deshaun, you're the face of this team. You're going to be in all of the head coaching interviews. You're going to be able to say who the next GM is. And Deshaun Watson's probably not assuming he's going to make that decision, but the fact that they hired a GM, and they didn't even let Deshaun Watson know any yeah. of the candidates they had, he was like, okay, that's kind of fucking weird. And then you find out they're the only team that didn't interview BNME or Salah and then try to retroactive interview Biennium. Deshaun Watson's like, look, how many times are you going to fucking do this? And we also don't know behind closed doors what the owner is like, how the, like how Houston actually is. J.J. Watt has been on that team forever and he's extremely frustrated with ownership.
0: I know. I just don't love, because we've seen it with the Jets. We've seen post, after the fact, some Jets players treat the Jets unfairly. Mm -hmm. Where from an outside perspective, we'd be like, yeah, the Jets are like stupid. Mm Mm-hmm. So I like when Andre Johnson comes out and Aaron, well, Aaron Foster said something stupid, but when Andre Johnson comes out and starts trashing the Texans organization, I always take a step back and look at it from the team perspective as well. And, and again, if, if you're the Jets and you're going to trade four first round picks for Deshaun Watson, I mean, he seems like a, like a good guy, but you just got to be sure because you're going to mortgage your entire future. And then this guy's going to come here and, be disgruntled immediately maybe maybe not the Texans are probably in the wrong but
1: like you're absolutely right because Andre Johnson is on the search committee to get uh the the next head coach so if you hate the Texans that much and they're the worst team ever why are you on the search committee like it's why like you want weird... the Texas
0: for 12 years what are you doing yeah, so so it's... here's the
1: deal when when Douglas makes the call which I think will have to happen uh just to feel around if it's a potential possibility I think a huge part of it is will Deshaun Watson actually want to come to New York? Yes, he's liked a lot of tweets about the Brooklyn Nets, and he's been liking tweets about different coordinators getting hired, and, and it's nothing to do with the Texans. D- does he want to be the face of the franchise in New York? I think if, if I were to pick a team as a young quarterback under 25 years old to turn it around and be – if you win a fucking home playoff game for the New York Jets, they'll build a statue for you. It's that easy. So if you think you're that good, which he is that good, and you come to New York and you win, you're immortal. If you go and win with the Chargers, it's pretty freaking cool. Like, you're a winner, but it has nothing to do with turning around a franchise. Like, if you were to turn around the Browns or the Jets or the Bills. Josh Allen is a hero in upstate New York. An unbelievable hero for them. Even if he doesn't win another playoff game, it's incredible.
0: Like, Sanchez with us. And Josh Allen's already much better than Sanchez was.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and give the Bills all the credit. They played kind of a weird game yesterday. They had four, they had four runs in the first 40 minutes of game time, which is incredible. Yeah. They threw the ball every play, but, hey, they beat the Ravens, and the Ravens obviously struggled. Um, the Jets are in a good spot, Mike. Anything else you want to add?
0: No, I feel good. I'm happy. Um, We should be happy finally got it. The right coach. The jets are, you know, this off season is so, so important. If everything doesn't go exactly right, it will, everything that goes wrong will add years. It's like inception. Every level deeper you go, time slows down. So if the jets fuck up, if they were to fuck up this coach, you're looking at years of problems. If they make the wrong quarterback decision, Like if they draft Justin Fields and he stinks, your years are, you're wasted. So they have a lot of decisions to make now Um, and we'll see what happens.